Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It's been said many times before that our health is so important. There's nothing more important than that. When you have your health, you have everything. What is the state of health right now in our country? How are we doing? We're going to look at that a little closer from a different set of eyes, and that's through somebody who is the owner of Hip Health Center for Holistic Health. And this is somebody who does so much in spreading awareness about holistic living uh, through books, education, seminars, and so much more. She's Kate Birch, and she's back with us. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hi, Steve. I'm doing great. Hi. Yeah, it's great to have you back here. And yeah, I kind of have an idea of, of where this is going to go based on mm-hmm. our previous talks. But when we say the state of health, and specifically mother and baby health, uh, how are we doing right now in our country? What are your feelings? Yeah, so, I mean, this is actually driving my whole practice is, you know, the organization that I run is called Free and Healthy Children International. And all of my work in my practice and mostly the people that come to me are mothers concerned about their baby's health. And, um, yeah, I want to, uh, one, you know, not so much say everything about my thoughts because you have your own experience, right? So I want to ask you a few questions. Like if you look out on the street and you see people, like what are your first thoughts if you were to look at them through, like, health eye. What, what would that look like to you? I'm going to try and not be jaded based on what my feelings are, but I guess I, I have to go there. I feel mm-hmm. that people are very unfocused, very stressed out, uh, not in tune with themselves and, and their own bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, I mean, if you look at the degradation of society, like how many homeless people there are, and if you're, are you on the East Coast, correct? Correct. Yep. And I don't know what it's like there, but if you've taken a visit to the West Coast, you know the number of people on the streets that are mentally ill. And, um, you know, so there's all sorts, right? There's those, those running for the big dollar and working like 60 hours a week and totally neurotic and stressed. And, you know, and then there's those that are on the other realm of that are incapacitated to such a point that they can't work and, you know, some of the things that we talked about before, like the autism rate of eight-year-olds is one in 30, mm. um, which actually that's a general average, but it's actually one in 22 for boys. And so when you start thinking about the burden of health, right, or what does that look like? You know, they foretold that by 1934, I mean, 2034, one in two children will be autistic if we keep going at the rate we're going. So what does that look like as far as who's going to go to work? Because if one and two are, that means one person is going to have to work for two people, right? But then who's going to look after that other person that's incapacitated to work? Hmm. Yeah. We forget about that in terms of incapacitated to work. We just take it for granted. And so many people now, I will say, have kicked back a little bit and aren't working as much, especially younger generation, um, mm-hmm. which is a good thing in some regards, but maybe not at the same time. Um, but I just don't feel that people are taking care of themselves the way they should be right now. Mm-hmm. Or 
even know how or don't know how that they went off track. But you have uh, teenagers, is that right, or young or like preteen kids? Uh, I have a 15-year-old, 17-year-old, and uh, older than that, too. Great. So, and maybe you have, I mean, I don't want to call you out or anything, but the amount of kids in high school that have an IEP, that is independent education program because they cannot follow the curriculum that the regular school is teaching. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about. I really do. Yep. Uh-huh. And so I also have parents that have sent me videos. She works in the special ed course. And like, and these are grade school kids, and they're all in a room, and different ones, they're screaming, they're hitting their head. They're, they've got some kind of TV monitor up there. Some of them are stomping. Some of them are doing swimming. I mean, these are, like, we don't see them on the street because the parents keep them at home because the autistic kids are, um, you can't take them anywhere, right, because you, you have to hold them with one hand while you're trying to shop or push the shopping cart or um, it's kind of a hidden epidemic, if you could say. Yeah. So anyways, as, as we're talking, so what's the general feeling that you're getting about this? What this might, uh, what's the... What's the, I'm sorry, I missed you, uh, the last part there? Yep, yep. So as we're talking about this and sort of, I mean, we can also look at numbers, like how many people, the number one leading cause of death in this country is misuse of medication, you know, or like how many people have heart disease and how many people have diabetes. I don't know the numbers because I don't want to carry that around in my head. But the um, we could agree that the health of humanity is failing in some way, at least from our perspective here in the United States. The amount of obesity, the amount of mental illness, the amount of... I, do I, you agree? I, I totally agree. Um, okay. And, and uh, on the plus side, I think... Or I feel that the awareness for our mental health situation has been elevated in, in a positive way where we are comfortable talking about it. And that's a, that's a good thing on the, on the flip side, uh, is my, my personal opinion, that medications are just too freely prescribed. And uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. And then, then, of course, I mean, there are the people that, like myself, are 100% organic. And at least in Minnesota, you know, we have co-ops that have organic food and non-GMO and stuff like that. And then there's, like, the 7-Eleven eaters that, you know, buy whatever's sold in there, which would actually make me, like, I'm so healthy that that stuff would kill me, you know. Like, the unhealthy people can eat that stuff, no problem. But So there's sort of two different sides, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, those choosing. So um, all I can say, and maybe you can feedback on this, is as a practitioner who's concerned about people's health and seeing this degradation of health, I started to, like, my commitment was to serve and help people. And um, when I started to see how sick people were, it was actually making me very depressed and kind of like a heavy burden. And I started praying and meditating knowing that homeopathy could help so many different things, I started praying for an answer. And um, this is where I want to bring us to the movie that I've made that's called Paradise Lost and Found. And um, I just want to introduce that before we move on. But do you have any, are you following with me or do you have any comments about that sort of heavy kind of 
Like what, you know, what does this mean that humans are becoming so unhealthy? Uh, it's concerning. Um, and I'm seeing it even around my own circle of friends and family dealing with it. Uh, even our healthcare system isn't the greatest and that's, uh, that's also concerning, but it is what it is. That being said, we have to take it into our own hands to make those changes to, to be healthy. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I believe that we're, we're our own health advocate and we're also focused elsewhere where mm-hmm. in, in, we'll just eat anything. We don't give it any thought. Um, there are some that are a little more careful than others in terms of their health. Um, and a lot of this is pretty easy, but we don't, I, I believe we feel we need to treat ourselves, give back to ourselves because of the way life is right now. And then what happens with that? Well, you know, all right, well, you know, I'll have a couple of drinks again, nothing wrong with that, but just don't overdo it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to eat that. I don't really care. And all of that, but then it just snowballs. And then that leads to, like you said, obesity, uh, challenges with the way that, uh, you know, our health is. Um, and I got to believe a hundred years ago, it was different. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we, we didn't live as long, but we may have lived a better quality of life. What, what mm-hmm. do you, do you would agree with that? Yeah. I mean, everything was organic before it was no longer organic, you know? So <laughs> it's mm. like, and then we had to get it labeled organic and tested to make sure that it was organic like that. So, yeah, that's great. Um, everything that you're saying is there. And I think one of the pieces is, is that we've forgotten what health is or never knew. So mm. in my definition or understanding of health or in holistic practitioner point of view or homeopathy is that health is when you live in accordance to nature's laws. And that is with the food that you eat, how you choose to live on the planet, but it's also your human relationships with other people. Are you working from a place of in-service or are you instigating war, right? Are you creating, manufacturing things that pollute your body? One of the things I've always said is like smokers. They don't see the cigarette butts on the ground, which is really bizarre, right? Because somebody who's a non-smoker is going to see those cigarette butts and go, that's dirty. But somehow a smoker is, like, blinded to that. And the other thing is that until we stop polluting ourselves, we will never stop polluting the environment. Hmm. Right? Never never because thought of it that way, but that you know, sounds completely reasonable. Because we've given ourselves a path. Oh, I'm going to smoke this cigarette. I don't even notice that I'm... It's just an ash. It's just a cigarette butt. It's just, you know, whatever. It's on. So, like, I mean, America is pretty clean now compared to it was. So all of this is to, just to get us thinking, like, uh, well, a much deeper question is, like, well, how do we live in connection with nature? And what is that? And did I ever, have I ever done that? Or what? So in my prayers for some healing for humanity, I asked for, some kind of substance that could be made into a remedy, and then that remedy could heal that disconnect between self and nature. Hmm. What would that look like if we had that? I'm wondering. I'm thinking about that. Um, some people would say it's like a, uh, what do they call it, a fountain of youth, or something that would just revitalize, you know, bring you back from the dead, or like we're walking zombies, or you know, how to 
break us out of the spell of where we've been. Are you concerned, like genuinely worried about the state of health in our country? I am. Yeah. Yeah. And partly, so I, I want to just couch that I'd like you to uh, watch the video that's on my website. So you're going to just promote that a little bit. And then we're going to talk in the following weeks about what does that mean to be rebuilding this health. It's at a very, very deep level. And I also think it's at a critical level from what I talked about, like the vaccine rates and the autism rates and, um, you know, the earth everywhere is calling for us to connect with it. Climate change, pollution, you know, uh, all of that, right? And do you, do you feel that we shy away from the stuff that we're talking about because many people just think it's too hard to deal with? Or just it's 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 too out of their realm to even consider, you know, this healthy way of life. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even like I'm disturbed by five G, but I have a, and I was like, I can't. Like, so much happens through this cell phone, right? And so, how do I adapt then to? Because my nervous system, when they turn five G on in Minnesota, my heart was racing all the time, and I couldn't think properly. Seriously, so fortunately. Yeah, it was, I'm like a very, I guess that's, you know, what makes me who I am because I'm sensitive and pick it up and I go, oh, this might be an issue. Because I also get other people that are EMF and electrically sensitive in my practice too. Um, wow. Uh, I, you know, I, I, can we just center on that for just a moment? I've, okay. you know, heard friends, you know, have the, the 5G conspiracy and... You know, whatever that may be, but you're telling me that because of 5G, that directly affects you? Well, in, um, so I don't know if you've ever been to Minneapolis, but it's a city of parks. And my office is right on the edge of downtown, but it's surrounded by a couple big parks where theoretically the, the story of putting 5G in is so that if there's a lot of people congregated in one area, Everybody could have, you know, they increase the amplitude, but it's a shorter range of where the 5G is. So within a three-month period, they erected, I think there were eight mega cell phone towers within 500 meters of my office. And we're in there, there's three of us working in there, and we're like, why are our hearts beating so fast? Why can't we concentrate? Like everything, like adrenals are getting exhausted. I mean, the three of us all had the same effect. And at that same time, because they turned it on basically around the city, I had many parents coming into my office too saying, my children can't sit still, they can't sleep at night. And the way they've built the cell phone towers on schools so kids can get on the computer and learn, but they're, you know, super hyper there. Actually, I called the city and investigated a little bit about it, and the city had been receiving all kinds of reports of people. They actually called me back, and they wanted to know what symptoms I had, which kind of blew me away because I've called in and complained a few different times here and there, and you never get a call back, or they're like, yeah, 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 sure, you're neurotic, you know. But this, the city was taking note, and I would say it changed. Like, this all happened in the fall of 2019 is when, when that was getting put together. Mm. I'm shocked. Uh, and, and you're somebody that's very in tune with mm-hmm. your health, the health of others, 
and it's made an impact on you. Um, and what, I always wonder. What, what, what there's articles you can research on. So our brain, infant's brain, it's mostly all gray matter, and then in time it turns to white matter as the child matures. That's called myelinization. As the neural pathways become myelinated, there's, there's a myelin sheath on those nerves so that the brain can actually begin to think and construct words and learn and things like that. And exposure to 5G in infants or high levels of Wi-Fi will cease that myelinization process or delay that myelinization process. So if you think about the number of kids that have IEPs or learning disorders or, I mean, autism is there's, it's a catch-all because there's also glyphosate is in there and vaccines is in there and such like that. But um, you can begin to go, well, maybe this 5G is having an effect. Like, so do you turn your phone off at night or put it on airplane mode or hardwire your computer so it's not all Wi-Fi, um, stuff like that? Uh, which I don't and wonder if I should, <laughs> based on what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, if you're not sleeping at night, definitely that would be the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Start there. Wow. Uh, there's something we should share with everybody. What do you have to lose? Just take that. Take that phone, take it, put it in another room if you need to. Uh, mm-hmm. I know s- some people that go one extra measure, they shut off their Wi-Fi, uh, and which is easy yeah. to do by way of your router. It just gets shut yeah. off you know, during sleeping mm-hmm. hours and automatically comes back on. Don't have to touch it, do anything. And, you know, gosh forbid you have to use your phone in the middle of the night. You have cell service anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. It, but you know what it is, too? A lot of us use our... Um, phones as a alarm and uh and go with that yeah well the alarm still works even if it's on airplane mode sure sure it's just yeah. you know it's extra work to do that you know yeah i yeah, yeah, know yeah, yeah exactly mm. well so um what this movie that you're going to watch paradise lost and found people can also search it on um the internet it's on youtube and it is on my website paradise lost and found it's really a journey of exploration. It's not really a documentary. It is also about how a homeopathic remedy is made because a remedy is made in the movie. But actually by watching it, you get the remedy. And by watching the movie, and it particularly is more important, like women seem to have much more of an emotive response, but men have seen that um, come too. There's a kind of waking up that happens that wouldn't have happened by any other reason except for the fact that you watch this. And there's a sound in the movie. There's a grinding of the remedies, and that sets up a frequency, and your body registers that frequency, and there's an alignment that happens inside of your body that will connect you to nature. This is this got a little deep, okay? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I want you to say that again because I, okay. I you know, I'm I'm there, but this mm-hmm. sounds very empowering. Mm-hmm. So think of it like we are born on this planet. Our bodies are made of all the minerals and substances that are on the planet. So every mineral and substance is a part of nature, right? Of course. And even if it's in our body, it is a part of nature. So every mineral, like 
the oxygen that I breathe, maybe one day later you're going to be breathing that same oxygen molecule, right? And it's the same stuff that's been the cavemen were breathing and the trees breathe and all that. So theoretically and intellectually we are connected. But what does it feel like to be connected? So you mentioned before we got online here that you were going to be going to the beach. And if you have time in the woods, go for a walk or meditate those feelings of connection start to mm -hmm. come forward a little bit more, right? You need, it's called recreation or rest or it's a rehabilitation because nature itself, if you go out in the woods, it's going to heal you just because it's there and just because you disconnect from the civilization that were there. So back to the movie. By watching it, so that connection happens through the vibra vibrational frequencies of the nature and elements that you're surrounded by. So listening to the ocean waves, that sound, it's a vibration. It just washes through us. I mean, now, like I have a memory. I can hear the waves. You know, what is that? It's similar to, like, the mother's heartbeat. The baby, you put the baby on the chest, that heartbeat. The baby's listening to that mm. heartbeat, that. Sure. Um, yeah. So there's a remedy that is, engrafted in the movie by watching the movie and listening to the sound, but also listening to the story that goes on, it is going to, it sets up a frequency pattern that aligns frequency inside of yourself. Like we're mostly water, we're 90% water, so if you've seen people like play a musical instrument or at, next to the water, the water gets a vibrational pattern. So that's what happens. And in that vibrational pattern, then you're able to fully, um, I would say, experience nature. On it's not a conception; it's an actually uh, biologic function. I, as as sophomoric as it is, I didn't even realize the fact that why we love to be near the ocean and hear the roar of the ocean mm -hmm. and the waves because mm -hmm. it does replicate what it sounds like when a baby's in a womb. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Makes perfect mm -hmm. sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Interesting. So we're today, you know, it's all concepts. So your homework, you're going to go watch that movie. It's 80 minutes. Um, you can watch it with your partner or your teenagers if they want to take a ride with you. Um, and, uh, then just watch and see what happens. And next week, I want to, uh, you know, get your report, if we could say. Absolutely. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm almost afraid to watch it of what I, uh -huh. what I might learn um, in, in that the state of our health is probably way worse than I even anticipated it to be. It's only going to be really, I mean, there is a, it opens, beware. This will change your life. If you're not ready to change your life, don't watch the movie. But, um, you know, it's kind of, a, it's like a medical disclaimer. Like something's going to happen. And you can also read the comments under it. It's on YouTube video. And most people are like, oh, my goodness. Ah, like it just, there's, there's only good that can come. But what it does is it shines the light on those dark places inside of ourselves that we kind of carry around in suitcases that don't even really actually know that they're there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so the only pain and suffering is those of self-induced. So let's, let's share where somebody else can watch that movie as Please. well. Yes. Uh -huh. Where would we find it? It's on your website, right? Mm -hmm. And it's under the books 
tab, and uh, you'll see all the books there. And then it's at the very bottom, and it's Paradise Lost and Found. And there's a link to YouTube, so you can also find it on YouTube and attach to my name, Kate Birch, and um, just like that. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, I know you're a stickler for details, so I know that it's going to be very impactful and uh, and moving, maybe even emotional, mm-hmm. once we learn these things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Always great having you on, Kate. And um, I'm going to be watching it probably tonight, or maybe when I'm hanging out at the beach, just doing nothing, bring it up there and uh-huh. <laughs> bring, yeah. make, make that part of the evening. And, uh, well, I'll report back next time we get a chance to get together. Okay, great. Thank Thank you so much. All right, we'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with your mouth full, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.